0: Okay. Good morning. Welcome back to the daily thread. It's a new week. Uh, Baruch Hashem, it was a great, uh, great weekend, and uh, it's a beautiful day in New York today. Yeah, can we
1: talk about that for a second? This has got to be the the hottest November 6th, it's November seventh. Could we get a? We, get a uh, we have a producer in the studio. Could we get a fact check on what what was the hottest November seventh in history? Because I think it's it's uh, got to be... I don't know. It's going to be 75 degrees today, but
0: uh, I, I always think, you know, I, I think that the seasons have a certain character to them. Yeah. And this was a very uh, intense, uh, very hot summer. It was. And it doesn't want to let go so easily. So mm. there's like a tug of war going on right now between autumn and, um, and, and summer.
1: You have a very good imagination to think about it like that.
0: <sighs> well, that's where you get it from, I guess. Mm. Very good. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So
1: I don't know, I, I know yesterday when I looked at th- this day last year, what the weather was, Uh, 48 degrees was, was the weather. When, last year? Last year, <laughs> November 6th, it was 48 degrees, and today it's already, where it's 9.30 in the morning when we're recording this, and right now it's 72 degrees in Cedars.
0: I have to tell you that, you know, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but when you're in Florida and it's only a 10 degree difference between Florida and New York, you feel like you're wasting your time.
1: You really, you enjoy it less?
0: Yeah, I like when it's 32 degrees here and... Eighty-three degrees there. That that that's more meaningful, isn't that bigger. called
1: uh, Schachenfreund? I don't know what it's called. It's, uh, it's
0: called uh, meaningful uh, being away in a meaningful fashion.
1: Okay, well, let's do <laughs> what, what we always called. do. Let's dive into the email box. We got quite a few yeah. emails uh, this morning. I'm just gonna pick. This morning. You
0: got them this morning. I got actually. I got this. this I got this over the weekend. Okay.
1: Uh, and the person didn't leave a subject. Okay. It's, good. it's a good discussion. Do people leave subjects when they send emails anymore? You're just
0: um, when you're I'm emailing gonna,
1: somebody, you gotta put a subject in.
0: Or maybe it's more intriguing not to do
1: it, not to have Interesting. A subject well, out. let's read this. Hi, I cannot express my appreciation for what you're doing with the Daily Thread. Okay. As part of the Nikadesh initiative, I got off the so, I got off social media and limited my ability to watch a lot of things that I used to watch. One of the things that has been hard for me is not watching the daily news and shows. It made me feel part of the world in a good way, but I knew there were many jokes and topics that were exposed me to things that I would rather not be exposed to, and potentially my kids as well. Now that I have kids of my own. The Daily Thread is a lifesaver. It's a kosher way to continue knowing about important hmm. topics going on in the world, coming from the angle of From Jews Heshkoffa. I wish you guys did, did them all six days of the week. The podcast mm-hmm, is enjoyed mm-hmm. so much and very appreciated. Thank you for bringing something to the world that has never been brought before. Mm-hmm. You heard that we're lifesavers.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we could just be sit here all day long or just do it nonstop all day long. That would also be helpful to a lot of people. You know what? I don't think, uh, listening to that, I don't think I understand the nature of people's... Um, impulse impulsiveness i don't want to say addiction to all the social media because i don't think i i have that i mean i'm on my i'm on you're the, also I, 70 years old uh, no not 70 years old yet and um <laughs> I'm a, a while away from, i'm a while away from that actually how many days um not not days it's uh it's a, a while away so uh
1: I, i'm curious do you are you like do you not are you not comfortable about your age
0: um, I'm comfortable with it. I'm very happy to have uh, reached this uh, point in so my life. So why are you? Why you? It I wasn't even on the agenda today to discuss my age. You know. <laughs> you know. I remember when you uh, were in a crib and uh, you methodically disassembled the crib. <laughs> you were taking out the screws, and one day you just escaped from the uh, from the crib. Um, but um oh, you worked away from that question pretty pretty well. If you want, if you want to discuss age, we could we could discuss age.
1: Now let's discuss a more important story that's happening, and that is no, I was
0: talking about impulsiveness, oh. and uh, I really want to say addictions. But <laughs> I, I get a, I get a report from my telephone about how much how many hours a day I I spent on the screen.
1: Yeah, what's that? What's your what's your daily?
0: It could run seven to eight hours a day. No
1: way. Yeah, you're listen, on your phone seven to eight hours a day. Yeah,
0: everything everything. Uh, a part of my business day. Wow, I'm not. I'm not paying playing.
1: Tetris. Hey, give me your phone. Give me your phone. No,
0: I'm not. You can't <laughs> touch my phone. It's a brand new phone. Can uh, I? Can, can, let me see your screen time. No, I'm not. Why well, can g- I'm not not today? I'm not giving it to you today. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I'm not giving you today. Why? It's that 12 hours your screen time. No, no. I told you it's between seven and eight hours a day. But that's <laughs> mine one. is not even like that. You want to see mine? Are you first of all, somebody wrote a letter last week. and want to know why is not he constantly have different phones in his hands. I only have one <laughs> phone. How many phones do you have? I have three. But you, who has three phones? Well, they're, they're what are bi- you? You, who the Gordon? You juggling? You juggling <laughs> your phones? <laughs> Shout if out to like our your, nephew.
1: Like your nephew? Okay. My daily average. My daily average is. Well, to be honest, the week just started, so it's not fair.
0: Okay. You want to see my daily average? Yes, I do. Let me see who's WhatsApping
1: me. Uh, you, you see, you're checking your WhatsApps. So let me check your daily yeah. average. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. You dropped one of your phones. <laughs> Luckily, you have two more. <laughs> oh, wow. Seven hours and three that, minutes? I told you. That's that's insane. No, that, Naki, everything that I do is on this phone. No, but I'll tell you. You I know think what's that going on on this phone? I Well, I... I think that you go to sleep listening to podcasts and radio, so that's counted. But I don't think you're actually on your phone. Then say that again. I think you go to sleep. I think you go to sleep listening to podcasts and radio stuff, so that's counted as screen time. I think. It
0: does? I don't think so. Mine is at uh, three
1: uh, hours and twenty three minutes. I,
0: so it, I listen to the radio. But you know what? I, I
1: think that's just this, like this week. No, I think it's
0: FaceTime when you when you're looking at the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm. Not, I don't belong. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. You I'm are not on, on Facebook.
1: On, you have a Facebook.
0: No, but I'll go on it Okay I'm not on Twitter okay? No you're not I'm not on any of these things This is just uh, a matter of Whatsapps I'm, I'm in a lot of Whatsapp groups Okay yeah. And um I'm uh, um, A lot of emails You know uh, Take a look how many Unopened un- 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 emails and I have This is going to be problematic Yeah It's not going to be problematic You're problematic One second Yeah How many How many unopened emails Do I have
1: You have Okay one second you have 504,350 unopened emails. Okay, there you go. 504,000. That's just one day. <laughs> what? People, I, you, you What percentage you of that is spam?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't, listen, let me tell you something. I, I, I uh, we publish a very popular newspaper that gets attention around the world called the Five Towns Jewish Times in case you can't see it over here on the screen because you don't put anything on the screen. Um, you don't want to mess up the screen. Uh, but I get I get a constant flow of emails from all over the world, uh, news conferences, press conferences, special events. I get it from every university in Israel, from every yeshiva in the world. I think
1: we gotta I think we gotta start deleting those emails.
0: Oh, I could delete them in one shot. I have this. I have a guy
1: that deletes it a few times a year for me, but it accumulates very fast. Interesting. This just in, the producer sent us that in 1938 it was 78 degrees. All right, so I'm guessing uh, since nineteen thirty eight there has not been a warmer day. What's the temperature today? Te- what's temperature? Right, right now, now it's seventy two. You think we'll break that record? I don't think well, so. One second. New this is Cedarhurst. In New York City, it's supposed to hit seventy five. Wow. You but what about tomorrow? Tomorrow's gonna be much cooler. Tomorrow is supposed to be fifty seven degrees. Unbelievable. And by a week from today you're gonna be freezing here. In I know. Morning. Let's yeah. jump into the first news story for today. And this is coming out of Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't pronounce you don't pronounce the S. Can I ask a question? There's two S's in the words Des Moines. Des Moines. There's D-E-S and then M-O-I-N-A-S. You don't pronounce both of them?
0: Uh, it's Des Moines, Iowa.
1: Why Moines. would they put two S's not and not pronounce any of them?
0: When when you eat two types of fish uh, uh, for dinner, do you have eat fishes?
1: What?
0: <laughs> Are you eating fishes?
1: Okay, anyways.
0: You're calling that out anyway. I'm, so. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. Des
1: Moines. <laughs> Des Moines. I it's knew Des Moines. that. I knew that. It's Des Moines, but That But we, we, that was scripted. We're supposed to have more content. All
0: right. It comes out of Des Moines, Iowa. Out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa. It comes from, um, it comes from a, a thing I get every single day called Israel Insider.
1: Yes. The first news story for today is Maccabee's Kosher Deli in Des Moines, it, Des Moines, Des Moines, is a hot spot for politicos and presidential hopefuls from around the country who make their way to the Iowa capital to gauge their popularity with those Americans who are among the first to cast their primary ballots. I guess the ballots open up there first.
0: Well, well, we'll finish, the, finish that, then I'll
1: comment okay. on it. Um, but on Friday afternoon, the most recognized customer wasn't a senator testing the waters or a local official, but second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, who's married yeah. to, to... To Kamala Harris good old Kamala, but uh, who was in Iowa for the day. EMOF spent more than an hour at Maccabees, which was opened 21 years ago by Rabbi Yossi Jacobson and his wife, Hannah, not the famous Robert Wawa Jacobson. No, the he's, second, is, he's busy. The second gentleman who was accompanied by Iowa native David Edelman, a principal with the Cornerstone Government Affairs and the president of the Foundation of the Jewish Federation of Greater Des Moines, ordered the deli's popular Roosevelt sandwich, a turkey and pastrami hybrid that the menu promises is a hot and tasty mm. solution for your hunger.
0: Turkey and pastrami
1: yeah is that, that that's very good with mustard why was Doug Emhoff there um
0: first of all, so, Iowa like the story said in the beginning first of all we have there's a national election tomorrow yes you know, every one of the House
1: Representatives
0: is up for re-election there's a bunch of senators up for re-election of course we have some hot uh, governor uh, races especially here in New York with what's her name kathy uh, huckle and um and Lee Zeldon I think it's Hockle right Hockel, yeah we we've always said Huckle here. It's a a regional. If you're uh, from the five towns, you can say whatever you want. Okay. And no one's going to disagree with you. Huckle. Huckle. Huckle rhymes with yuckle. It's easy to remember. Okay. (laughs) So um, what was I saying before you interrupted me? Uh, Sorry for interrupting you. So um, um, once the election is over tomorrow, on Wednesday of this week, that'll be November 9th, the race for president in 2024 begins. That's why these people are in Iowa, because Iowa is one of the first, as I said in the story, is one of the first states in the country that has a a primary or some kind of straw poll, whatever they call it, I have to look it up. But it's the first indication of who who people might be thinking about to Mm -hmm. be the next president of the United States. So if you're trying to tell me that the second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, the husband of Kamala Harris, was there for the pastrami and turkey sandwich on rye with mustard, Please don't don't believe it there's, there's there there he's there to test the waters for Kamala Harris who uh may be the candidate for president from the Democratic Party in in 2024. You really think so she's going to run for president? Well she's the vice president now. I don't think she's going to uh be able to see the whole thing through I think. Is she, Joe Biden going to make another run for it? I don't I don't think uh I don't think the Dem- I don't think the organized Democrat Party uh believes that you know, he should be well he should stay healthy and be well. I don't think politically they believe nothing to do with his age uh, um, well he
1: already is eighty two years old no no he's he's,
0: he's just turning eighty or yeah. that he's not that he is cognitively kind con- cognitively impaired uh, uh none, none, none of that is a consideration politically um he's been a disaster for the Democratic party and we'll have a clearer uh, picture and a clearer understanding of that after tomorrow's election. There'll be something between a hopefully a red wave and a red tsunami they're calling it depending on, you know, the Republicans have to take control of the country. The man, uh, his administration has presided over, uh, has done the most damage to the United States of America since uh, Jimmy Carter and the Iranian hostage crisis in 1979. That's a lot of years. That's more than 40 years. But Takhlis... But packless on the pastrami and the turkey. No, that would be my choice. I would go for I would go
1: for <laughs> corned beef and pastrami. Li- life must be good if you get to just travel to Iowa for a nice pastrami sandwich.
0: Well, listen, there's no budget. There's no cost consideration. Uh, people, there are people who support Kamala Harris for president in 2024. Uh, the first woman of color, the first female p- potentially as a as a president. There are people who gen- genuinely just support people based on these exterior superficial type of considerations and she is one of them now of course we know D- doug emhoff is jewish and uh, kamala harris is his second wife and he has two children uh from his first marriage and uh his two children call kamala harris mamala okay so you know, it's like almost that's almost as jewish as a bagel and a schmear <laughs> The Everybody knows every all American Jews know what a bagel and a schmear is. They don't know olive base, but they know what a bagel and a schmear before, is. Before we get and they know what a mamala <laughs> is. Go
1: ahead. I don't want to get I don't want to get lost on the food tangent again. Oh, where are we? I think we're in Pastrami, but before we get pastrami to the lo- before we get to the elections that are happening tomorrow. Um yeah, just ignore that. Before we get to the election Tuesday's is, election of That is it's. happening tomorrow. The hard-hitting question that's on everyone's mind, which I think we already know the answer to, is Is Donald Trump going to be running for for president in 2024? Well, uh,
0: let me say this. Um, I don't know. Uh, He seems to be indicating it. I don't know if he's playing with our heads or not. Um, uh, Let me say two things. First of all, on Sunday, November 13th, I'm going to a dinner where Donald Trump will be the uh, keynote speaker. Oh, really? At the uh, Zionist Organization of America. Uh, in Manhattan, the annual ZOA dinner. They do a great job. Mort Klein and his crew at ZOA do a great job. Donald Trump's going to be there. Kevin McCarthy is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the next speaker of the House after the Republicans? Uh, win the, uh, the majority in the in the House of Representatives? Very confident. Very confident. Uh, so um, everybody everybody knows that, that, that uh, you know they're going to they're going to win on Tuesday. They're going to win between twenty five and forty seats. But people think that's not a lot because in 2010, Barack Obama, uh, uh, his party, the Democratic Party in 2010, lost over 60 seats. But you have to to remember that in, uh, in 2020... The Democrats didn't win as many seats as they thought they were going to win when Biden came into office because of all the funny business with the election, which we don't have to get into right now. Right. Okay. Uh, So is Donald Trump going to run? And if he will run, are you going to endorse him? uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's too early to think about that. Uh, But if if he has competition- I don't think it's too early to think about that. If he has competition, if he has people like- um, like Ron DeSantis or people like um, the Santionos, uh, this, uh, no, he called them the sanctimonious. <laughs> uh, but if you have people like Ron DeSantis running, if you have people like uh, Mike Pompeo, who might who who is a uh, be a great formidable candidate, there's nothing wrong with there being a competition and there being a primary in the Republican Party, so the people could come out and 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 through a uh, an open ballot through through a. Uh, through voting, decide who they want to represent them in 2024 on the he Republican ma- ticket. There's nothing wrong with that. He makes me—he's not the king. He's he not the king ma- of America. He makes America. me a little—he makes me a
1: little nervous. And he, I think that
0: well, you have to understand first and foremost, he's uh he hes uh, hes an entertainer. You know, yeah, he has 16 years uh, hosting uh, the Apprentice on uh, on TV. So more than anything, he's an entertainer. And listen, he's like like every other person on the earth. He has uh, you know, he has positive things about him and negative things about him.
1: Yeah. Well, moving. Listen, we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, the front page of the New York Post today was. uh, What did it say? Is big red letters. Believe if Jets can defy the odds, Zeldin can win. Well, obviously, that's a reference to the New York Jets yesterday beating the Buffalo Bills. And what a game that was. What a game that was. Yeah. The Bills who were a. Amazing team last year. They went to the AFC Championship game, I believe, last year. And and Josh Allen, who's a star quarterback, and the Jets who find the way to you know lose as many games as possible. Not this year, but they they again we discussed last episode epigenetics about the Mets, about the Knicks. The epigenetics of the, the Knicks could be up twenty five and lose by twenty five. The Jets have these epigenetics that just they they find ways to lose games. And they won they won yesterday mm-hmm. a game that they probably should have lost. Well, I th- I think it's um I saw part of the game at the end.
0: Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, the defense was was excellent. Yeah. Although uh, I I swore I I was sure that the last play in the game was going to be a flag, on that play uh, that defender was that we'll defender th- he was not looking for the ball he was watching and he said he was watching the eyes of the receiver. We'll show the play right I here. Allowed, I don't think you're allowed to do that. You we'll know s- he had his hands all over the guy. We'll s- I mean either you know I think the referees wanted to go home. You know well, uh, that could be the reason that. Uh, Maybe they had dinner dates They wanted to go home They didn't want to They didn't want to Go into uh, to overtime Or give the Buffalo Bills The opportunity to score I'm not saying That the referees are corrupt I'm just saying that uh, That uh, That was in, in in any other game That would have been A pass interference I think
1: We'll show the play right here Okay show the whole play Does it make It easy and also is not able to be pushed away. He stayed attached, or what they call plastered to the receiver, and makes the biggest play of the afternoon.
0: Show how you have to notice how the uh, the cornerback. But the Jets, you well, have to... He, That's he had, Sauce?
1: It was Sauce Gardner? I think it was Sauce Gardner. I don't know. I don't know anybody His name was Sauce? I don't, I don't know. Ask, name was Sauce. Ask his mother. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe she had a good pastrami and turkey sandwich. And maybe.
0: Maybe. With hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, but the, the thing is that uh, the, the, the rules, as far as I know, the limited amount of rules that I know for football uh, is that uh, the defender has to be trying, going to catch the ball. I
1: think that what the refs may have seen is that the receiver, I don't remember who the receiver was. But I I think that he, the receiver Gabe Davis, extended his arm on Sauce Gardner, oh, so yeah? he tried creating space. So Sauce Gardner grabbed him, and the uh-huh. ref saw. Sorry, listen, they they could no, they could have thrown a flag for offensive pass interference. They throw, could have thrown it for defensive. They said it's a wash. You know. Uh, let me just say that I think if you think that most of your
0: uh, viewers and listeners are people that are trying to discipline themselves not to watch the news, <laughs> I doubt have to watching a football game. Really. I've would to watch a football game and trying to analyze the nope. movements of Sauce. What's his name? Sauce, Sauce. <laughs> Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Anyways, <laughs> the, the
1: whole point Sauce of Gardner. the whole you agree. <laughs> the whole point of bringing up that is is the New York Post. They are going hard to promote Lee Zeldin always. And always. Uh, something that that we saw um, that we discussed last night when prepping for the show was that the voting, the early voting turnout has been really, really good in some key places for Lee Zeldin, primarily. The voting turnout—I can't find it now. I thought you sent in, it to me.
0: Borough Park, Williamsburg, blocks. I heard it was blocks long. Where did I see it?
1: I heard it was blocks
0: long. The the and, and someone told me they went to they uh, went to vote here in the Lawrence Country Club. <laughs>
1: one second. Uh, one the second, line was one second. just one
0: too. Line was just too long. They they went home. They're going to vote on on Tuesday. I I did
1: not go vote yet. I should. I should. Well, you can't
0: vote today because today there's no more early voting.
1: Did you see that video? That did you see that video about? Um, you know, these videos come out around election time, starting four years ago, five years ago, but that video about the you can't vote for Republican in this, you can't vote Republican, only voting Democrat works right now. I don't understand that. What, what do you mean? I'll show it to you right now. I don't understand what you said. What did you just say? Okay. Okay.
0: With, with this election, you can vote. No, so you
1: said you said the Republican side is not what we, we
0: I don't have staff, so we are closed right
1: now. So for the Democrat, I can vote Democrat. Then? You can vote Democrat, but not two. Republican,
0: not Republican. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, all right, thank you.
1: I don't know where that is, but like, <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as it looks, to be honest. Well, I I, I think there's a guy there. May have been after hours. They're understaffed. Obviously, he shouldn't have said that you could vote Democrat, but you can't vote Republican. Now but he,
0: if someone said, if, if a guy, if a poll watcher uh, says to a, a person that wants to vote, um, we're short-staffed. You can only vote Democrat, not Republican. He's lying, and he's a fraud, uh, and uh, he's trying to uh, you know steal uh, an election. And uh, they say that's more likely to happen when, on a presidential election because it's it's nationwide. Um, in the local elections, the congressional elections and the senatorial elections and the, the gubernatorial elections, I think, you know, the staffs of the individual candidates are, are, are more focused. Like if you're, you're, New, you're in New York State, you have, I don't know, let's say you have, uh, let's say there's 5,000 voting stations in the entire state. It's possible for the Republican Party to have ten thousand people, two yeah. at each station, to make sure that everything is is going according to uh, the laws and the regulations. There's a lot of head games going on with elections. That's why this past summer, um, some of the newspapers reported that Kathy Huckle was twenty four percent ahead of uh, twenty four points ahead of. Even Liz a couple of weeks
1: ago, some some. they still
0: said. They're still, still said. There's still some polls showing her eleven points ahead. I well, right
1: now, going into election day, which is tomorrow. What 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 are the polls showing? I think the polls showing her
0: ahead by uh, I don't know four points,
1: four or five points, really. Yeah,
0: but there's a margin of error, and uh, there's a margin of error in those polls of of three to four points. Let me ask
1: you a question. Well, if Lee Zeldin wins, yes. What does that mean for, for us, the from Jews in New York?
0: You know, what does it mean? What, what does it mean for the from? What does it mean? What does it mean for New Yorkers? What do you have to, uh, uh, because I don't want narrow I don't...
1: everything down to, to, to from
0: Jews? Because that's our you know? listenership, the from Jews. Uh, not, I, I, not necessarily. That's not our listenership? It's, it's a core listenership. I wouldn't say it's exclusive. <laughs> listenership. We're talking to the from Jews. Okay. No, we're, 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 t- we're talking from that perspective. Uh, it, it, it means, uh, it means having a, uh, uh, a right-leaning uh, type of uh, person with a uh, political background that is in favor of uh, things like uh, supports Israel. Okay, uh, it's important to have a governor in New York that supports Israel. I need Maybe more than that. that. I need more than that. Okay, he's going to ha- have hands off on 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 yeshiva education. Okay, uh, that the the Democrats desperately want to undermine. Okay, as was demonstrated this uh, uh, this past summer. Okay. Um he's going to crack down on, he's going to, first of all, he, he's promised to get rid of the district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, who lets every criminal, uh, you push somebody off a subway station platform, he gets run over. As long as he's not murdered, if he's able to get rescued by other passengers or he's able to, uh, crawl up on the platform himself, the guy that pushed him gets off, gets, uh, gets free that afternoon.
1: I gotta, I gotta show this video that I saw last week. I'll show it right now on the screen. Um, it's a video of Kathy Huckle on, I think it was CNBC. Yeah. And the the anchor was sort of telling her how she does not feel safe in New York. She doesn't feel safe walking to the subway at night. And Kathy really didn't have a response. So to me, um, someone who I, I've been in New York City lately, and it's a scary place to be. It really is a scary I, I place I was to also
0: me. there a few weeks ago, and I had to walk one block from a meeting at a restaurant on 54th Street, I think it was, to a garage on 53rd Street. And it wasn't that late. It was about eight o'clock at night. Uh, uh, it was getting dark, but it was pretty scary. Pretty scary. Uh, I gotta tell you, you have uh, suspicious-looking characters lurking on the corners. This was on Fifty Fourth and Lexington Madison. You I know, mean, this is the heart of upscale uh, New
1: York City. So we really here at the Daily Thread we can't stress enough the importance of just going out and vote. To go out and vote, like you vote for whoever you want to vote for, but you of need course. you need to go out and vote. It's it's oh we got a new coffee? All right. This caffeine?
0: just in. Is that better than this coffee? That's for you? No, it's for you.
1: Oh, great. Thank you. All right. We yeah. know the importance here of the daily thread of hot hot steaming coffee because if it doesn't burn your insides, it's not coffee.
0: That's not it. It's also it depends uh how how much it also the caffeine determines uh how much we say about everything. Oh, okay. Know? So maybe you should wait Is, to drink that after. More caffeine <laughs> The more caffeine you have in you, the smarter you get. Yeah, and the more you
1: have to say about things. Mm. That's hot. That's good. Tweeted seventeen hours ago by Jeff. I, why do the people have last names like this? Passin? Yeah. Payson, Passen, Jeff Passen.
0: Payson. Okay. Passen. Oh, Passen. Okay. Star closer
1: Edwin Diaz and the New York Mets are in agreement on a five-year, one hundred and two million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Pending his physical. Well, sound the trumpets because that's that's exciting for for Mets fans, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: That's twenty million dollars a year. Okay, I read that he got an eighteen million dollars signing bonus.
1: Eighteen million dollars signing bonus. So that comes off the hundred and two. That's uh, sort of the signing bonus that they give at five Tjt no? Yes, also in meaningful minutes, it's a signing bonus. It's a good signing bonus.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, he he had a good year.
1: Are athletes overpaid?
0: Um. Uh, athletes are uh, entertainers, you know, and they have short careers, and that's something you have to uh, factor into the fact about how much money they make. I think uh, I think the average career of a football player, for example, the way they get three years. around, is three years. I think it's five years.
1: I think it's three. but so you so a guy comes. Well, in, we'll agree on four.
0: Okay, four years. A guy comes into the league at the age of twenty-three, and by twenty-eight, he's he's beaten to the point where he can hardly walk. So he he better he better make himself twenty thirty million dollars. I hear you. What's he going to do after that? He's going to you know become a busboy in the in the Maccabee restaurant in Iowa.
1: Listen, they got good pastrami and turkey. I heard. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. Is he going to serve Doug Emoff.
1: <laughs> do wind Go down ahead. as we wind down this episode yeah. of the Daily Thread. Um, curious.
0: This thing bothers me. <laughs> Gets in my way. <laughs> what? It's in my way. Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I don't even know what I was going to say. I don't even know. I think we should end the episode right there because that thing bothers you.
0: Something about winding down, you said.
1: Yeah. um, down. The last few words on this episode. Just a couple of updates on stories. Uh, Kyrie Irving, obviously we spoke about last week a bunch of times. Kyrie Kyrie has a minimum suspension of five games. There is a list of things that he needs to do in order to be accepted back by the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Nike dropped him Sean Marks of the GM of the Nets Are not impressed with him uh, Many many members of the media um, Have really gone against him But don't worry Don't worry A clip from our podcast on TikTok Which has over 65,000 views Has over 800 comments All in support of Kanye West and Kyrie Irving And most of them are anti-Semitic Listen,
0: um, let me tell you, nothing's going to happen in five games. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving, I has, think it's the
1: last time we see him in a Brooklyn Nets jersey. I mean, he
0: has to. He has to be. Uh, you know, um, I think it was Charles Barkley who made the comment about if he would have said what he said about any other ethnic group or religious group, he would have been banned. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying he should be banned for life, but he really needs to sit out this season and have some intense education and retraining. Nothing's happening in five games. Five games is like you know it's like a little uh, uh, a little little frosting on top of a cupcake, you know. You don't buy Someone's cupcake. hungry. You know. You, you don't buy a, this is fro- that's frosting. Yeah. You need you need some or really cupcake action, you know. Okay. You have to get
1: to what's inside. Is there custard inside? Is there is there <laughs> we're really going we're really going with this <laughs> metaphor. And the other mm-hmm. the other update on a story is uh, <laughs> is Elon Musk. Elon Musk who we now know is controlling Twitter. He suspended Kathy Griffin. She's She tries to be a comedian, but she's Kathy not Griffin, funny. who is a not comedian. Funny. What did Kathy Griffin do to get suspended on Twitter nowadays? She changed her profile picture to Elon Musk, and she changed her name on Twitter to Elon Musk, and Elon suspended her, and he said that anybody who tries to imitate another account without explicitly stating parody... This is a parody, man. ...will be suspended. I like Elon Musk. I'm happy he's in charge of Twitter, but to me, that looks like... You know, he's getting bullied and he's like punching back and might scare some people. Could you open an account in anyone's name on yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Really? But now he changed that rule. Unless you explicitly I mean, state
0: You could have you could have multiple names. There's or? a lot
1: of parody accounts. So what does that mean? It has to say parody in it? If you're if you're if you're a parody account, it has to say parody. And
0: she's the only person that thought of opening up a Twitter account under the name Elon Musk? Without stating parody? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rules of Twitter. I'm busy with my half a million uh, unopened emails. Yeah, and your eight
1: hours of screen screen
0: time. Seven. It said seven hours and three minutes, if I remember correctly. But anyways,
1: uh, if we could leave you with one message today, that's you know, get off your screen for today. It's a beautiful day outside. Maybe take a walk. Maybe get some sun. And uh, Wait, do you ever see people crossing your street reading their uh, emails? Yeah, that's probably all right, all right, so You you can go
0: outside, and enjoy a beautiful day, and. I just want to say that I'm not playing games on those phones. You know, that's a business being run on the phone. Absolutely. You know, you have three phones, like we said
1: a few yeah. minutes ago. So, anyways, I haven't heard an explanation of that yet. <laughs> we'll see you all later. Have a good day. Have a great day.